I may not have a job, but I have something that is much more valuable than this. I may have a couple friends, well, I'll be damned if I didn't. Persuasion. I'm your host, Amanda Starling, here to talk to you about all things intersectional feminism, DIY, and of course, music. This week, I'm joined by Avery Springer of Retirement Party. Retirement Party is a Chicago-based band that is celebrating their debut full-length record, Somewhat Literate. Avery talks about making her move to Chicago, quickly piecing together Retirement Party, her favorite spaces in Chicago, plans for 2018, and more. But before we dig into everything, it's been a bit since I've had a little bit of a viewpoint share, and I want to give a shout out to Diet Sig's tweets calling out larger venues for taking a cut of merchandise sales from independent artists. It's eye-opening for people like me that are consumers of music to learn more about the experiences of our favorite artists, and it's really frustrating to know that once again, greed is taking from a group of people who work really hard to get their music out there. It's hard enough with streaming platforms denying bands a fair royalty and the whole corporate label situation. But bands are touring constantly, especially in DIY, to make any money at all. And most of that comes from merch sales. How many bands are supposed to be able to take care of themselves when they're not on the road, much less pay other artists to design merch for them if they don't keep their money that they make on their sales? I don't have a solution, only an idea, which is to find out what spaces are taking from bands locally and to make a point to give more than maybe just the cost of a t-shirt or an LP. I think tipping is a great way to give a touring band and really help pay for things on the road and toward their future. Consider the ways maybe you can help a band when buying a show ticket. So I'd love to hear your ideas. And I'll remind you to hit me up on social media with any of them, of course, at Angry Girl Music. So thanks for listening to me, and I hope you continue to express support for DIY bands in music. And speaking of bands that we should be supporting, I totally think you're going to really enjoy listening to this talk with Retirement Party. So let's dig into it. Let's turn it over to Avery and Retirement Party now.
excited to be talking to you, Avery. Welcome to Angry Girl Music, the Indie Rock Persuasion. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. How are things in Chicago? Things are good. The weather's finally warming up. Uh, that's about everything when you live <laughs> in Chicago. <laughs> that's so true. I mean, I visited probably, oh my gosh, I guess two years ago. Um, and I went in about April and it was still snow on the ground, kind of slushy yep. here and there. So not surprising. <laughs> yeah. The whole city does like a 180. Everyone just arises from winter like about halfway, and not halfway through, it's it's about halfway through May now, but I mean, we even had snow earlier this month, um, so yeah, it's crazy, but enjoying the nice weather finally, so yeah. Yeah, you get to finally enjoy your springtime, so that's got to feel wonderful, and oh yes, with new things and new seasons comes apparently new music by Retirement Party, so that's exciting. <laughs> yes, yes, very, very excited, and I'm, I'm glad the timing of this worked out to make it like a, a late spring, early summer release. Yeah, that'll be perfect. I feel like some of my favorite records generally start to come out around this time of year, and it's the perfect timing to where it's like it'll have some uh, it'll be fresh enough for people who put together the end year list, but at the same time, it, you have plenty of time to year to just enjoy it. So. Oh yeah, I want yeah. It'll it'll be cool. I'm I'm hoping it's the type of record you know people will play with their windows down while they're driving, doing you know on a road trip or something like that. It's like I always envision like where people will listen to it and kind of fits with the whole summer thing. So. That's perfect, because I was literally doing that today. <laughs> I'm in Florida, so it's basically already summer, even though the official summer start isn't for, like, another month. But yeah. that's that's so funny, because I think I'm loving your vision in that sense. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I have so many questions for you, and I'm just going to dig into it. Awesome, how, I'm ready. How did you kind of find your way into writing and playing music? What, what got you started? Yeah, so um, definitely, like, from when I was a really little kid, like, before I played any instruments, I always, like, the, I, I enjoyed singing always, and I wasn't good at it. Um, like, my parents actually, I, I have two siblings really close in age to me, and uh, they both got enrolled in piano lessons, and I did not, you know? Oh, wow. It was, like, I, I played sports and stuff, and so I was the only athletic kid, but... Um, yeah, so, like, I, but I always, like, thought, I'm, like, it'd be so cool to be up there, like, singing in front of a crowd of people and, like, do, like, being a rock star. And then, you know, around uh, about 13 years old, I convinced my mom to finally, like, get me a guitar. Um, got one of those, you know, really cheap, like, Target Walmart ones. And, like, it ripped apart my fingers, but I just played all the time. And, like, yeah, it just kind of took off from there I just really always wanted to play and like would write songs before I even really knew how to play guitar and they weren't good at all you know they were terrible but it you got to be really really bad before you come out with something halfway decent you know <laughs> that makes complete sense but you kind of mentioned that as a kid you kind of wanted you already had the vision of being able to like sing in front of people and enjoy that did you ever have like a musician or like a pop star or anybody that you kind of pictured yourself as as a kid because I know for me it's like okay Britney was my was mine <laughs> yeah <laughs> mine all right if we're if we're talking like the you know the eight-year-old in me that's getting super stoked on like 
singing definitely Avril Lavigne she was yes. so cool she was so cool oh yeah loved her and she was like the one like woman that I saw that I was able to be like she's so cool and so punk rock but a lot of my influences come from like you know, I, I would look at Green Day, a lot of my really early, like, stuff that I would imagine, like, my stage banter, the, uh, you know, just in, you know, dream about being on stage, I would, like, put myself in Billy Joe Armstrong's place and, like, imagine, like, all of that shit, running around on stage, all of his other, the things he does. Did a lot of dreaming of that, that kind of stuff. See, that's fun, and, like, Green Day is such, like, a perfect band, it kind of, focus on and want to emulate especially as far as stage presence goes they're still mm -hmm. one of those bands that has one of the best live shows just even today i mean they're entertaining entire arenas now but they're still that entertaining and there's so much you can learn from them i feel like as a performer definitely that's so cool um tell me about your first band like who was that like for you yeah okay wow um my first band uh i was 16 years old when I, I joined, they were already formed. We were called, um, well, it was called Reptar on Ice. Um, I was yes. the oldest member of the band when I joined at 16, and they were all more talented musicians than me. Um, yeah, our drummer was like 14 years old, and the other two, our other guitarist and bassist were 15. I had to drive everyone around, um, and I wasn't like legally allowed to like at age 16 or something like that either, but... Um, yeah, I, I joined that band. They had just been jamming, and we wrote and released an EP, um, just self-titled, and it was, my mom still will play, like, when she tells people that her daughter's in a band, she'll, like, or plays music, she'll play, like, that old stuff. I'm like, can you, <laughs> can you please play something, like, a little bit more up-to-date? Um, but yeah, Reptar on Ice, um, I ended up quitting the band uh due to creative differences um but they're still all my friends and it's it's cool it's a fun memory to look back on for sure and like learning the ropes with like how to manage a band and play in a band and like do all that stuff it was definitely a really good first like learning experience that's cool and what a fun band name to have too i'm so, I'm, I'm sorry i'm a little fixated <laughs> on reptar today so it's just like oh my gosh okay i'm having a 90s flashback this is beautiful <laughs> Like that, that's a band name I definitely would would never forget. And what a great, what a great band name. What a great opportunity to have as like a teenager to just, you know, have fun, try learning and play music together and definitely. be able to put out something too, create something. It's mm -hmm. amazing. Yeah. Well, it, it was really cool because it, it showed me what it was like to play with other people. Like it was absolutely terrifying when I first joined, even being older than everyone else, like playing with other people was just something that like, like, and, you know, improvising and writing your own music and things like that, like, that was so foreign to me and scary, but, like, you know, that band definitely taught me what it was like to do all of that and, like, made it easier for me to, you know, now I love playing, I mean, every, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's so awesome, and you've come such a long way with now, fast forward to now, you're doing retirement party, you're playing with some really great people, and, this is such an exciting time for music and especially following your band. But how did everybody in retirement party kind of first meet? How did everybody come together? Oh man. Um, so I, 
grew up in in the metro Detroit area uh, and moved to Chicago um, actually like two weeks after I graduated high school. So I just moved out here, really didn't know anyone, um, knew our, our old bassist was one of the only people that I knew um, in the city. And like we had talked about wanting to form a band and we're like, all right, well, we need other people. Um, and he was like, hey, like, I think I know this one guy who like might be down to play lead guitar. And like, it was Nick, our current, you know, guitarist. Uh, he, and so like, he, he runs sound at Subterranean, um, nice. which is a popular venue here in Chicago for the kind of stuff that we play. We joke around that we, we play there so often that we have a residency there. <laughs> um, it's definitely uh, our, our favorite venue to play in the area and a, a good venue for, for this kind of music. But um, so we met him um, and we're like, all right, yeah, we'll give this a go. And we, the three of us jammed once without a drummer. And then um, Nick was like, well, that went well. He's like, I think I know someone that might want to play drums. I'm like, all right. And so the next day we, uh, he brought in James, our drummer, current drummer as well. And like, uh, I, you know, I didn't know him at all prior to, to jamming. And then, um, things like went really well that next day. And, um, I had already booked studio time for recording our EP. Didn't tell any of them until, <laughs> Um, after that practice went well, I'm like, yeah, so we got to go into the studio in a month and record all of this. Um, they're like, all right, let's do it. And, and yeah, now like these people that I didn't even know prior to playing music, like I'm best friends with them and it's really cool. I got lucky. We, we got lucky. It's, it was, it's a cool, cool thing. It really is. And to be able to kind of just quickly use your connections to find the perfect bandmates mm -hmm. is amazing, especially being in a new city. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I got, I got lucky, but I definitely like, I'm surprised at the level of, you know, the guts that I had when I first moved here because I just would, you know, I didn't know anyone, but I was like, I just want to play music and get involved in music. And so I would just go to shows alone, like constantly. And I just kind of met people that way. Um, and it, it was really bizarre just how it, uh, you know, I, I lucked out and was able to meet a lot of like really cool people through all of it, but definitely just started just doing it all alone and met everyone that way. That's so neat. Um, were there any bands you, you were all kind of listening to as you were starting to kind of find your sound and write the music? I see you've got like a braid banner behind you and stuff. Is that possibly one of them? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my, my drummer and I really both love Braid. Um, definitely a lot of influence from, like, Bob Nana's writing for me mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, we also, like, we all come from, from pretty different, not necessarily different, but we all listen to a variety of things for sure. Like, our guitarist Nick's more into, like, some indie rock stuff. Um, uh, and we, we all just, I mean, I'm trying to think, what are there's a couple bands that we can like definitely put on in the van that we'll all like be super into super drag is one of them. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I feel like that kind of comes out in our record for sure. Um, they're just like, they've got some fucking solid rock songs and just some great, like shreddy ish guitars, but just rock guitars. Like it's, it's fun. It's fun stuff. And, and we, we like that for sure. I'm trying to think what else we, all listen to i don't know it's you know just a lot of like 
emo and adjacent things, indie rock, you know, that kind of stuff. That's a fun place to draw influence from. And mm-hmm. there's so much music. Um, how would you kind of describe your sound as a band? I don't like pigeonholing bands yeah. into genres. <laughs> so I'm always like, but what would you say you sound yeah. like? And I, yes. Okay. So we, I like to describe us as bullshit pop music. <laughs> um, because I also don't really like the labels that we tend to get thrown into. I, I struggle, like, we listen to a lot of what is deemed emo music and things like that, and I guess we kind of sound like that, or, like, sometimes pop punk, or, you know, but it, it's so hard to tie things down, and it's like, I like to write poppy songs, and it, they're kind of ridiculous and a little bit shreddy and can, you know, just... That's where the bullshit part comes from, I guess. It's <laughs> like the, well, this isn't like, you know, this is a pop song, but it's not a pop song. Like we're going to fuck it up a little bit. And so, yeah, just kind of the fun bullshit pop thing. That's so much more fun anyway. And your music is just so much drawing from, it feels like so many different styles of music that I couldn't possibly put a label on you if I tried. It's just, <laughs> there's so much that I feel like is going on there. Kind of like, little bits of that like just rocking shredding classic rock energy too like you have obviously a little bit of emo influence Mm -hmm. a little bit of indie rock it's just it's everything that i love in music it's been so much fun exploring your music for that reason thank you thank you yeah i mean i take pride like in the fact that i personally don't think that we sound like a complete ripoff of someone else like you know I, yeah. I enjoy that aspect, which, I mean, everyone's going to call themselves original, and I definitely can't say that we're like, oh, yeah, we're totally original, you know, <laughs> we're the first band to ever do this, because, like, that's not true at all, and that's not what we're even trying to do, but, um, you know, I just write what, we write what makes sense for us and what we what we want to hear, and I think that's what everyone should do. That's awesome. Well, I love that attitude for sure. So what was it like for you to kind of first write, record, and release, strictly speaking? Yeah, so I came in, like I, like I told you, we, uh, you know, we had that one full band practice, and I was like, all right, guys, we got a month until we record. Um, so I had had those five songs written, like my parts of them written, and some of like the other guitar, and like I had a pretty good vision and like demos of everything. Um, And so we spent like that first month basically just fleshing everything out, solidifying everyone's parts. And it, it wasn't quite as collaborative as the writing for our record was obviously Mm -hmm. because, um, you know, I came in with these songs like definitely done. Like there wasn't a ton of room. We, we definitely, uh, you know, did some things and worked, uh, as we were like writing parts for everyone. But, um, it, it wasn't as collaborative as, you know, it would come to be and as it is now. Um, so we wrote all of that and then recorded the EP in two days with our friend Seth, who did a, gr- a great job. And it was, it was fun. It was cool. I was like, wow, these songs, you know, have come to life. Um, and we had a label lined up that wanted to do tapes, just a small Teal Day Records out of uh, Minneapolis. And so we just kind of very quickly were like, all right, we've got it mixed and mastered. Like, let's just throw it out there. Um, And yeah, we we didn't play a show until about like a month after the record or 
the record, the EP was out. Um, so that was kind of our goal too, is it's like, okay, let's record music, write music and, you know, get something out there before we start to start to play shows. That's awesome. I really love that, you know, you went in with the intention of knowing that you wanted to have this music recorded and out there and that, you know, these new bandmates are just right on board from the beginning. That's so cool. Yeah. I mean, I think that partially is what, you know, has made our, our bond so strong now is like from day one, we were all on the same page and they, they got, for some reason, they felt they trusted me and they're like, well, I get, yeah, sure. Why not? And we just kind of <laughs> started running never stopped and it's fun so was there a moment after you released this ep that you were just like okay let's do it we're ready to write a full-length record yeah i well we definitely started started writing some songs or showing new material um like right after we recorded the ep i was like hey like i had one song written a song called grand am which is on this uh on the the full length and like immediately the guys really liked it and we took that and it just then we just like kept writing i would bring ideas to them and we would flesh them out and in about you know the basically the first five months of 2017 we wrote this record and it was just writing songs like showing them to each other like and working everything out and then like the last song was written for it and we all just kind of knew it was like this is the record um and that 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 was definitely a cool feeling like i i knew that it was done like when i had written that last song and i was like yep this is this is the record and um yeah it 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 was a weird just kind of like wasn't like we, we didn't really have to like narrow it down or anything like we just wrote 11 songs really that um and they all kind of fit and work together. Um, I think partially just because they were written all at the same time. Um, and yeah, it's just like new as soon as it was done that like, cool, this is it. That's so exciting to be able to turn out music that quickly. And then kind of just, you're, you're on the same page clearly because for you to be able to write that many songs that quickly is just amazing to me. And <laughs> Based off of the singles that you've released so far, a lot of the songs seem to be exploring a lot of growth opportunity as an individual and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. What are some of like maybe the themes or like feelings that you were kind of um, kind of writing toward with or somewhat literate? Um, it, it the record is entirely about <laughs> really growth and like learning about myself and um, definitely reflects the period of my life that I wrote it those like five or six months um I mean the title somewhat literate comes from the idea that I'm like learning how to read myself and learning about myself like you know becoming somewhat literate and learning who I am and you know starting my my journey and like I I started therapy um right before I started writing all this and was like you know learning to deal with depression and anxiety and like other issues and things that, um, you know, that I, I had to deal with. And, and it's kind of about that journey of learning about myself and learning how to deal with all that. It's a very, um, it, it's my becoming self-aware, uh, record. Uh, 
I really love that. I mean, I was just listening to Shoulder It, and, like, I love that that song seems to really unpack the ability to find strength and, like, growing from, like, past relationships. It's mm-hmm. a really well done and energetic Thank song. You. Thank you. Yeah. Um, how do you kind of balance this ability to have, like, heavy retrospection? Because this isn't, like, a light subject matter. Mm-hmm. And also pack in all that energy. Yeah. Oh, man. That's a good question. Um, I definitely, when, when I'm writing, the, the process for, for writing these songs and, like, writing the lyrics for them um, is I'm always sitting down with my guitar, um, my acoustic guitar, almost always acoustic, uh, and just, like, have a, the chord progression and just start playing with that and start singing melodies and lyrics. So, like, when I'm writing these songs, you know, w- what's coming out is, like, what my mind wants to do both with like the melody with you know how how everything everything's being done like at the at the same time so i feel like it's pretty organic in that way that like you know with all all of the 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 words that are coming out the the way that they're presented is just like how they came out when i was writing them Mm -hmm. um i definitely like go through and like uh you know i'll change some lyrics and songs later down the road but most of the things that I write are kind of all organically written at once when it comes to like the skeleton of the song. I really like that. Cause at that point you're, you're very much thinking it sounds like in both your, your lyrics and your music, they're very much in sync with each other. They're very much, I feel that kind of fluidity because the, the sound of the music is just very much um, reflective of kind of, it seems like what you're thinking Mm-hmm. But you're not afraid to kind of make positivity as far as the sound goes alongside yeah. it. And I, I like to, it definitely, I mean, like, even some of the heavy topics, like, they're, you'll, on Somewhat Literate, some of the lyrics get a little bit witty and a little bit silly in a way, even when talking about, like, you know, some serious things. And it's just this whole, you know, well, first of all, writing songs, in major keys are is much easier than minor for me well for whatever reason so i'm just like yeah like i'm gonna you know this will be upbeat this will be happy um yeah i i don't know i just definitely i definitely write like upbeat songs about heavy topics it's i don't know if it's a brand staple it's what i do i don't, I don't know but that's really neat though and it's it's very uh, encouraging to also have like a, a positive outlook, it seems like, toward your experiences is what it definitely translates to to me as a listener. Like you can kind of look back on things and be like, you know what? Yeah, that was that was kind of shitty. But you know what? I'm writing music about it and that feels good kind of. Definitely. This, this is definitely what I get out of it. And it's it's fun. I love it for that reason. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I, I would rather like my songs instead of, uh, you know, making me feel sad or cry when I'm listening to them. It's kind of more of that like uplifting, like, yeah, this is like a heavy topic or this is about this time in my life, but like, we're going to throw a guitar solo in here. That's a little bit ridiculous. And like, we're going to do this and I'm going to, you know, we're just going to keep it fun because like it, it's more uplifting. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I love that. Do you have a favorite song that's on this record? Oh man, that's hard. 
Um, the, the opening track, I don't, the opening track is called That's How People Die. And it's, I, I'm not going to say it's my favorite song because it's hard for me to pick one and they're all my babies. Um, <laughs> but that song is, you know, it, it's the opening track. And, and from the moment I wrote it, I knew it would be, um, it definitely ties the whole record together thematically. Um, it's just a song that opens things up. It starts with like an anecdote about um, getting a really bad sunburn when I was a, a young teenager and like just about, oh, like the first line is, I think cancer's going to kill me because I got a real bad sunburn when I was 13. Um, and it's just that whole song goes through like my anxieties and fears about the ways that I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it kind of plays through all of that in like a little bit of a fun and like, you know, a, a weird kind of quirky way. But um, it, it definitely sets up the rest of the record and that kind of sets the theme um, and tone for for the rest of it. And it's just like a big, long train of thought um, through and through. But so I, I really like that song for that reason. Oh, man, well, I'm very, very excited to be able to enjoy more of that and for everybody to hear it because it just sounds like it's going to be a really fun record to explore. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited for everyone to hear it, too. Very excited for that. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, how's it been working with Counterintuitive Records? They seem like such a great label, and they're putting out some really incredible bands music right now. Definitely. Uh, it's crazy to be alongside some of the bands that we are, but um, I mean the cool thing was we, we became, I mean, working with counterintuitive is like working with your best friends or working with your family. Like, um, you know, it, it's a business relationship, but it doesn't really feel like that much. And, you know, we feel, I feel like we get taken care of in a way that's like, you know, we're more than just another band that's making counterintuitive money and Jake money. Um, you know, he, he treats us like family. And that's always cool. Like we, we definitely, we met him before uh, we even, you know, had the record recorded and everything like that. And it was like an instant friendship and, and he's just as, Jake's just as enthusiastic about our music or like the, our tunes is, you know, we are about it. He, he believes in the bands that he signs and puts out and like that shows as well. And that's a really cool um you know, position to be in as a band on a label, you know, have someone genuinely be extremely excited about, you know, your release. It's yeah, it has, it has to be really motivating to work with somebody who's just as excited as you are. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I mean, we've, and we've been able to work with so many counterintuitive bands and just been friends with them. Like we, we actually just even met Nervous Dater uh, this week for the first, like we, we had talked and obviously known of each other, but like, you know, our, our bands, they, they played, uh, they played at sub T this week and, you know, we all went and we just hung out and got to like, and became friends with them. And it, and it already felt like, I was like, yeah, we're already like family. This cause counterintuitive just makes it seem like that. And it's a really cool thing to be a part of. Yeah. It sounds like the best family to be a part of just mm-hmm. being able to make those kind of connections and new friendships. So definitely. That's awesome. Well, speaking of, you know, making connections and stuff, how has the Chicago scene treated you? It sounds like you felt like you were pretty embraced being able to go into shows and just meet people, make friends. Yeah. Um, again, I don't really know how it happened, but like everyone here that I've like met, uh, you know, has been super encouraging and like inclusive in this way. And, 
there's so many great people and musicians in Chicago. Um, and all everyone wants to do is just play music with each other and go out and watch their friends' bands. And it's, it's such a cool environment to be in. Um, it's such a positive and like motivating thing to be around every I've met so many great people, um, you know, through it, everyone, everyone's been really encouraging and especially like, you know, cause every, a lot of people met me before I started retirement party or before anything like that. And I'm just like a kid that's like showing up to shows and, you know, trying to talk to people and everyone was still cool to me. And then by the time that I was coming around to release music, like everyone was excited about it and not like, you know, like genuinely and genuinely wanted to support, you know, what I was doing. And that, that was, that was cool. Something I wasn't expecting, but like, it was very cool to be met with. Uh, I'm sure, and especially because at that time, you know, you were newer to the city, you've kind of made it your home now and such. Mm -hmm. So it's got to feel even more so now that you've got these connections and these people that matter to you and that you love to support. So that just makes it, it sounds like amazing. I've always wanted to experience more of the DIY scene in Chicago and stuff. Mm -hmm. I, I got to see a couple of really great shows while I was there, but um, it just seems like such a great place to be for local music, for sure. Definitely. And I mean, there's so much great music that doesn't even leave the city. Like, we're obviously going out touring and trying to kind of do this thing, but there are so many incredible bands that are just like, yeah, we're just going to play a show or, you know, here or there, around here, and we'll, uh, and it'll be fun, and, you know, that's all there is to it. And that, that's like a, that's a really cool environment to be around where it's not competitive like that. And everyone just like, you know, wants to play music and it, they're incredible. It's, you know, it's incredible stuff that comes out of here and some of it just stays in here, you know? That's really neat. Do you have a favorite space to play? Well, I mean, sub T subterranean is that's our, that's our residency. Um, yeah, I mean that's it. That's that's our venue with Nick running sound there, and then just we played so many of our shows there because it's one of the. It, it's a cool all ages venue in Chicago. There aren't a ton uh, here that you know aren't a house. Mm -hmm. um, there's there's some basements and and some garages and things around the city that are cool, but that all shifts around so often. Um, Sub T is a, a good staple. It's definitely been cool. It's a cool spot for local bands um, of like any, you know, it's a good hundred cap venue for that. But also when like smaller touring bands come through, they get to play at this like cool space and heart of Wicker Park. And, um, you know, it, it's a it's a great venue for for that level of things, too. That's so awesome. Well, I'm going to, that's the one venue I didn't get to that I wanted to whenever I visited Chicago. So next mm -hmm. time I'm there, hopefully you're playing. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to be able to experience that one. That's for sure. Um, so I'm going to throw kind of a tricky question at you that mm -hmm. at least, at least my previous guests have told me that this is tricky. Um, <laughs> but if you could play with any three bands, musicians, whichever, you can bring them back from the dead or they can be currently active. Um, okay. Who would they be? Okay. Wow. Um, one. Hmm. Okay. Well, I would just say, I would definitely say Green Day is one of them because like, I, I literally listened to nothing but Green Day for like all of seventh grade. Like I didn't know any other music. I didn't, I didn't know who Blink-182 was. 
you know, for a while I was like, mm, nope, just Green Day was such a big part of my life that it's like, yeah, they would be one. Oh man, who else? I'm doing some good thinking. <laughs> it's hard. There's so, okay. I would, I would say on like kind of the other end of things, um, Pedro the Lion. Ooh, they're interesting. All I just absolutely love. Like David Bazan is probably my favorite songwriter. I say that now, and like, I mean, I'm sure I'm gonna think of like three other people as well before the conversation's over. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, he's like, I I think he's absolutely incredible, and I'm so excited for the Pedro reunion and all that stuff. So I would say oh, yeah, that's coming up. Is there? I know you said musicians, and I've been naming bands, and I'm sorry. Um, it could be any a musicians, bands, whichever. Man, and then who else would I? So hard. I'm trying to think of someone. Okay. The the third band again. We don't sound. It's just because I'm a fan. Um, I would say the weaker bands. Oh gosh, I'd do anything I'd for them to be resurrected. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really. So yep, there's there's my my list. And we don't really fit with like any of them all that well. But that, that doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> I wanna be on a band I wanna be more stoked for all the other bands than myself, so <laughs> well, I mean, I always throw this question at people because it's like I keep seeing all these really awesome tours get booked with bands that I really admire. Like, I think about Green Day and, like, I don't know where Dog Party got booked with them on their tour. So, that was, like, an up-and-coming band for so long. So, I mean, hell, for all Mm -hmm. we know, you could get booked with Green Day or maybe the Weaker Thens will hear us and come back for a minute. (laughs) like, you know what? Maybe we should come back just for this. Just just to play with a retirement party. (laughs) (laughs) You never know. So, this is, like, my good – this is my good luck, good wish to the universe for this to happen. So, who knows? I would love (laughs) to see that happen, but – Finger – if it happens, I owe you a lot. Um, so, <laughs> I have we'll some really weird, like resurrection witchy powers to be able to bring bands back from the dead. I once did that with Sprainerd. Um, okay, they came um, back after like two or three years hiatus. I'm I'm still trying to bring them back again. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, I'm I've, I have a number of uh, pots brewing right now. But I'll make sure I add a uh, weaker thins to the rotation. Big. Cool. Time. Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I mean, you're putting out this new record, which is super exciting. Um, but with that, what are some things that maybe you'd like to accomplish over the next year with retirement party, things you want to do? Oh man, I just want to tour a bunch. Um, we're doing, uh, our first full U S this summer. We booked it all ourselves. Um, whew, that was something, but I'm, I'm excited for it. We're just tying up some loose ends right now. And it'll be like my first time going out West, like never been to the West coast. Like that's going to be exciting for me. Um, we're hoping at some point being able to go across the pond um, and go out of the country. Obviously, we, we just want to tour and continue to play and continue to write with each other. We just love playing music on stage and off with each other. It's like, and we'll just, yeah, I just love playing music with my bandmates in any capacity. And so if I just get to continue doing that, I'll be happy. That sounds like so much fun, and I'm so excited for you to have these opportunities to go around the country. That'll be amazing. And Thank you're you. playing Fest this year. Yes. And I'm super excited to see you there. I'll be there because I'm based out of Florida, and I, I love Fest. It's been probably <laughs> the love of my life for the 
oh my gosh, this is the sixth year. Um, <laughs> but I'm so excited to be able to see you and party with you there. So, oh, can't wait. I am very excited as well. Oh, this is going to be the best. Well, we'll definitely have to get some in-person hangs because yes. this is so much fun. For sure. Wow. Well, I'm excited for all these awesome things happening for you and can't wait to see more. Um, where can everybody keep up with you on the internet? Find your music and follow you. Yeah. So you can follow us um, both on Twitter and Instagram at Retirement Party with no vowels um, because we're Fall Out Boy. And um, <laughs> Facebook.com slash Retirement Party Band, I think. Um, we're on Spotify, Apple Music, all those other things. Um, Bandcamp, all of them. We are on the internet. Just type in Retirement Party Band and you're probably going to get some like videos on YouTube from bands that are playing retirement parties, but <laughs> you'll probably also find our stuff. So <laughs> I'll have to make sure I link one of your actual videos so that way folks can find you. That would be Hell amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Get hyped. Yep. All these awesome tour dates. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, thank you so much, Avery. It's been a blast. And yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was great. Can't wait for more. <laughs>
thank you to Avery for joining to talk about the release of Somewhat Literate ahead of the record release. And thank you, Tim Crisp of the Better Yet Pod for introducing us via the internet. Check out this awesome podcast and awesome pictures of Tim's pup, Chloe, with your favorite musicians, Tim Rules and Retirement Party Rules. Make sure to grab a copy of Somewhat Literate through Counterintuitive Records for your physical listening pleasure, and it's now available across all streaming platforms. That's it for this week, but you can always keep up with me online. Follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for regular updates. Subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Play Music, Pocket Casts, Overcast, and more. Want to tell me what you think of the podcast? Leave a review on any of the apps. I would love to hear from you. I'm always booking guest spots, so hit me up at angrygirlmusic at gmail.com. Whether you write and play music, run a blog, take photos, run publicity or book shows, this can be a space for you. Send me a link to your work and let's chat. Make sure to tune in next week with another special guest and the latest on the Fest 17 announcements. Until next time, stay angry and get your playlist ready with Retirement Party. Cancer's gonna kill me cause I got a real bad sunburn when I was 13. Couldn't sit in a classroom chair for at least a week. Maybe I shouldn't have fallen asleep in that hot, hot sun without a little bit of sunscreen. Don't let this reflect too badly on my character.